It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Good evening, and welcome to Dr. Maricar Pell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com. This evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time, and that's 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And today is Sunday, January the 19th, 2020. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. We're here in South Padre Island broadcasting live from the island, and Art Mendoza, the Accomplice Entertainment producer of this program, is here with us making the show run as usual. And we have two great interviews today. Um, Both are going to be talking about very different forms of yoga, both for healing body, mind, and soul, and types of yoga that you probably have never thought about. First, In a little while after the break, we'll be joined from right here in the Rio Grande Valley by Rosa Linda Cruz, certified laughter yoga instructor, and she'll be talking about this worldwide worldwide healing technique of laughter yoga. Um, I'm guessing there are a lot of people out there who have never heard of that, and it's really interesting, so stay tuned for that. And then later in the program, Celine Coloni-Williams will join us from the Alps of Switzerland. Celine is an author and the founder, director of Imaginal Academy Institute in Switzerland. And she sat down with me via video conference from across the globe to discuss her powerful healing book, The Mother Mantra, The Ancient Shamanic Yoga of Non-Duality. And it was a very interesting Um, interview so we're going to play that this evening and then later in the program I'm going to talk about well let me first ask you how's you ask yourself how's your 2020 been going so far have you stayed on track toward your goals and your intentions and following your passion I'm going to discuss some of my personal findings about getting through the bumpy moments along this passionate journey And throughout this evening's show, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. My email address is drmara at drmaracarpel.com. That's D-R-M-A-R-A at D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And if you have a question for Rosalinda Cruz, please make sure to call or email while she's on the program so that she can answer your question. And if your question is for Celine Colony-Williams, well, you can email that to me, and I will send them to that email to her, and she can answer it via email, and I can read that on the air the next time. And if you want to hear this evening's program again, you can do that by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with all of the website links given my, by my guests. And you can also hear the podcast as soon as 
in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash your goals and years. And for information from previous programs to listen to previous programs, to read my blogs in Thrive Global, Huffington Post, and find out about my book and watch videos and all of that, you can go to my website. It's a one-stop shop, com. Everything will be there. And you can also listen to all of the previous programs that were broadcast in the last six years here on Blog Talk Radio by going to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And for information about future events, upcoming shows, events that are coming up related to my book and any talks that I'm doing, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. If this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing in Austin, Texas, and occasionally here in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and with caregivers. And for the past few years, I've also been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And we've had this show on the air for eight years already, six right here on Blog Talk Radio. And as I said, you can hear all of those by going to my website. And if you have any questions or comments or some some information that you think that I should know about, you can send me an email to drmara at drmaracarpel.com or go to my website, drmaracarpel.com, and just click on the contact link. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com and his book is also available on Amazon and this evening's program is sponsored by Storyhouse Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come have Storyhouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion Storyhouse where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break and play a few of our sponsors' commercials, but don't go anywhere. It's going to be a very brief break. And when we come back, we'll be joined right on right here on the phone by Rosalinda Cruz, certified laughter yoga instructor. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. 
about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the facts. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from right here in the Rio Grande Valley, we have certified laughter yoga instructor, Rosalinda Cruz, to talk about this worldwide healing technique. Welcome, Rosa. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And for allowing me to share this information, I'm super excited. Um, so laughter yeah. yoga, where do I start? Um, I was introduced well, well, uh, to before you. Okay, oh, before you start, I was just going to ask you what your background was. Oh, that's good. Um, my background mm-hmm. is actually I'm a school counselor, and I'm also certified as a licensed professional counselor, um, and I'm also certified as a a laughter yoga leader, and I am a published children's author, and that's kind of floating around there and stuff like that. But I'm I'm excited. I like to always share my credentials when I when I do my presentations um, before I introduce laughter yoga because I always tell people I want you to know I'm certified and not certifiable. <laughs> Everything is research based. Right. <laughs> right. So just as a reminder, there's a slight delay when we speak like this. I just wanted, I forgot to remind you about that. Um, So why don't we start with just very simply, what is laughter yoga? Laughter yoga combines laughter exercises with yoga breathing. And so it's a technique developed by Dr. Madan Kataria in India. Mhm. And I understand that it's a worldwide organization and people are doing this all over the world. Do you have like groups around the world practicing together? Yes, actually this is uh international. Um he uh started this in 1995 with a very small group of five people. Um, and through his research, he developed the laughter exercises and incorporated the yoga breathing. And from there, it just, it grew and it blossomed and it's international. It's in over 72 countries. Um, there are laughter yoga clubs everywhere. And so people enjoy participating and they see the benefits. And it's in a lot of places. It's in medical centers, cancer treatment centers, educational settings. Um, You know, it's in the workplace environment. And so it just, it's in demand. And people are interested. 
uh, learning more about it and how to incorporate it in their life. Mm-hmm. So what, you know, what would you say are some of the benefits of laughter yoga? Well, the benefits are physical and mental and social and overall it's just very therapeutic. Um, what he discovered through his research and incorporating these exercises is that because he's a doctor and so he wanted to figure out something um, for his patients, which then, trans, you know, it, it transitioned into the community, um, how to um, strengthen their immune system because he discovered a lot of them had stressors in their life and he wanted to figure out what would be the easiest way to reduce it. And so through his research, he discovered laughter and then he started to incorporate different types of exercises. So it's great for boosting immunity. Um, It lowers your stress hormones. Um, In some cases, even decreasing the pain uh, in your body, relaxing your body. It eases anxiety. Mm -hmm. It helps to improve your mood. It strengthens your relationships, enhances teamwork. Um, And then, you know, just when you have like regular life challenges uh, from day to day, you get a different perspective when you rewire yourself to see the positive in in situations um, and to have a sense of humor and to be able to laugh through it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really agree with you because I'll tell you, when I am stressed out, I, if I watch something funny on TV, you know, I stay up sometimes just to watch something that I know is going to make me laugh. Um, I can sleep much better that night than if I, don't laugh. You know, the laughter just reduces all of that stress. Um, And wasn't there a study? um, Well, after, remember Norman Cousins, who who laughed his way out out of pain? Did they actually do a study on the effects of laughter after that? Do you know? There, there are studies out there, and, I, I mean, we have, like, for example, um, Dr. William Fry. He's considered sort of like the father of gelotology, and he's, he originally introduced that as something where he wanted to be funded and receive grants to, to study. This is, like, in the 60s, and back then, you know, it wasn't really taken seriously, but people started to discover that um, that there were benefits to it, so... Um, Then you have Norman Cousins, who was an author, who um, he wrote The uh, Anatomy of an Illness, and Mm -hmm. he suffered things, and through a stay at a hospital while watching a comedy show, um, he he just started to laugh, and within 30 minutes, he noticed that the pain in his body had decreased, and so he started to do some research into that. And then you have other names like Dr. Lee Burke from Loma Linda University, uh, even Dr. Hunter Adams. There was a movie um, based on how, you know, the the human interaction needs to be with um, kindness and respect and a sense of humor as, as opposed to a business transaction. And so there are a lot of studies out there, even the Greater Science of Happiness, uh, Berkeley, uh, has mm-hmm. a lot of students and courses and programs where they implement this type of technique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, in in studying caregiver, um, you know, caregiver stress, I found 
that in that that people caregivers who laugh with the person that they're taking care of um, not only have less stress but build a stronger relationship between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. Yep. So, so what would a laughter yoga class look like? I mean, how is this different, let's say, from happy yoga? Um, what would it look like? You know, when people think of yoga, they think of sitting cross-legged on the floor and being really quiet. <laughs> so how would a laughter yoga class look? Well, a laughter yoga class is, is actually very physical. And um we incorporate three types of laughter, which is the ha-ha-ha, the he-he-he, and the ho-ho-ho. And when I introduce that, you know, I even tell them, like, as you're, even, as, as you're saying these words, you'll notice that they're coming from different parts of your body. And so um, at first, everybody is it's a little bit embarrassed, um, but it's just mm-hmm. really funny because, you know, people are so open to that. And so we'll start off with a warm-up exercise, and we'll say, ha, 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 ha. And it'll, it'll, you know, that's coming from your upper part of your body. And then when you say, he, 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 that's coming from the center part of your body. And then you're saying, ho, 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 and that's coming from the lower part of your body. And so it's really interesting because, you know, you're, you're, the endorphins are kicking in. You're bringing in more oxygen. And it's very childlike play. Uh, you make direct eye contact, and then you transition into other exercises. But the key thing is is that you're continually using different types of laughter with the ha-ha, hee-hee, and the ho-ho, but it's very interactive. So you have exercises like, uh, the greeting laughter, and so you introduce yourself by shaking their hand, but you say ha 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 ha, and it's really funny because people <laughs> will start, and then they start laughing, and then they start you know giggling, and and you see such a change in everybody and in the dynamics of the group, and so um, it's a reminder of of how we need to be enjoying our life on a daily basis, um, mm-hmm. and to include that. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, so so it sounds like you, you know, I would imagine that everybody's defenses go down, right? You know, normally when you're with a group of strangers, you kind of have your guard up, but if everybody's kind of laughing together, then your defenses go down and people can connect better with each other. Do do you see that? Yes, it's a it's a great social uh, connector. Um, people all of a sudden are interacting with each other. They they have something in common. Laughter is universal language, and what really appealed to me at the very beginning stages of laughter yoga is that your brain doesn't know the difference between the genuine laughter and the fake laughter. And so the benefits are always going to be very positive. And the second thing that really stood out about laughter yoga for me that, um, you know, there's research showing that, you know, children laugh 300 to 500 times a day. Mm-hmm. If you study and look, and if you work like in an educational environment or if you have children of your own or grandchildren, they um, are continually giggling and smiling and laughing. And then the same research was showing that adults on an average 
last maybe four to seven times a day. And it's such a significant difference. And so, you know, what we talk about is what happens, you know, from that stage to what we have, you know, as adults. And so, you know, as adults, we, we know what our response is. You know, we have more responsibilities and, and we have children and spouses and partners and, you know, parents that are getting older and, and you know, just life challenges. But that really caught my attention. And then the third thing was that when I was introduced into uh, laughter yoga, I saw the end result of how everybody looked and how they felt and how I personally felt after going through a session. And that's why I share uh, laughter yoga with, you know, different organizations and agencies because I can see the benefits. And it's a great reminder to incorporate more laughter into our lives and to reduce the stress. Um, Have you found that people, as they get older, if they laugh more, um, actually look younger and have more energy? Yes, definitely. (laughs) Uh, That's the most attractive thing about anybody. I love the sound of laughter. And really, people Mm -hmm. gravitate they smile because it makes you look friendlier and if you laugh I mean you want to be a part of that uh, y- yes it, it, it does make a significant impact in your personal life and and in the way that you interact with others and how you're perceived um, mm-hmm. yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah cause I, I know when I, I was working in um, senior living facilities like nursing homes or you know, assisted living, I found that those older adults who laughed a lot um, just looked younger and they seemed mm-hmm. to just have a better disposition and they seemed like, you know, the stress, they all had the same stresses. Everybody there had similar stresses, but the ones who laughed seemed to be more resilient and it sort of rolled off of them a little bit more easily. It's it's almost like giving you strength and giving you a positive mental attitude um, to kind of like, you know, get through those challenges that you're facing and to give you a different type of perspective um, because, you know, and laughter yoga doesn't um, mean that they don't acknowledge the importance of, of all types of feelings because that's very important depending on the scenario. But when you have, like, little things, laughter can be incorporated to sort of see the humor of a situation or something that is small so it doesn't bottle up and become something bigger than what it needs to be. hmm hmm Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, comedians. <laughs> and the comedians that I think um, – we laugh at the most, you know, that their humor really gets that we can relate to are those comedians that are actually talking about topics that stress us out the most. Um, And when they put it in a humorous way or make it sound almost absurd, that makes us laugh. And I'm thinking that it's because we really, really want to laugh. Um when we're dealing with stress. Yes, I agree with you on that. And um, 
there, yeah, it, it's in, and the laughter yoga, what's so unique about it is um, it's not dependent because everybody has a different type of humor. You know, uh, what we see funny in a commercial may not appeal to someone else and, and movies and things like that. But it can be easily incorporated, you know, through the use of those type of resources. But it can definitely, you know, anybody can say ha ha, he he, ho ho. Um, and, and there's like these, there's so many different laughter exercises that you can incorporate in the morning or throughout the day um, because that's manageable. And um, mm-hmm. what's really interesting is every time I go in and do a presentation, you know, my my whole perspective or the way that I see things is if I have one person who selects to go to the session, 20 people who go to the selection, or if I have 500 people that attend the session, they're there because they saw the word laughter and they gravitated towards it because there's the need. And, you know, I'm never disappointed in the number of people that will show up to the sessions. It's very consistent and it's a reflection that, you know, people do deal with stressors on a daily basis and that there's a need um, to self-care and to have a tool. And this is just one of many tools that can be used. Mm-hmm. So for listeners, um, at, is there um, a simple suggestion that they might be able to try at home, like right now or after they listen to the show, to kind of get a sense of what it would be like to attend a, a laughter yoga class? Well, I, yeah, I mean, the laughter yoga clinics, you know, and I think in South Texas, we have like one, uh, depending on the certification of the person at that time. But to do at home, there are YouTube uh, videos available, and hmm. they can look up Dr. Madan Kataria because he is international and obviously has a website and travels throughout the world um, actually training people to become master trainers and teachers and, and leaders. And, um, but it's, it's very easy to do. And I, I can give you a perfect example. Um, for example, in the morning, if you wake up as you are brushing your hair and brushing your teeth and just getting ready to work, all you have to do is just say, ha, 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 ha. And I know it sounds silly, but what will happen is even if you say it just a couple times, you're going to find yourself smiling and laughing. And that's the whole idea is to get you in a place where you're going to start off very positive and you're just rewiring yourself to just, you know, um, smile and just start off your day that way. Um, I can remember when I first started off with this, um, I'm driving, you know, a vehicle that we had just purchased and a little rock hits the windshield, you know. Well, that was like the third time that that had happened already. And I thought, I am not going to take this to get fixed again. And I remember uh-huh. just starting to and it became real. It wasn't like, ha, ha, ha. It was just, I can't believe this. And I thought, you know, it's just a little rock on a windshield. It's not a big deal. It'll be okay. And so, you know, you, and it can be just so many other things that are going on. But you wanted to see the, the funny aspect and not take things so seriously at the end. Mhm. 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 So, you know, how can people find out more about this? You said there are YouTube videos and what how do you spell that doctor's names? I'll I'll post it on the website post so people can just click on it. Um his name is Dr. Madan M A D A N and the last mm-hmm. name is Katari K 
K-A-T-A-R-I-A. Okay. Okay, great. So people can look that up, and I'll be posting that on the on the website. So, um, and you said that you've written some books, right? I know you've written children's. How many books have you written? Well, I, I have one right now. It's called My one. Favorite mm-hmm. Bubble. Yes, and I have another one that's coming out. Um, and, and really, it's just inspired grandchildren and and um, and how you know, the little things, the simple things, you know, um, can make you happy. Of course, you know, my book is really about a little boy who discovers the magic of bubbles. Um, but the underlying theme is to enjoy life and to enjoy the simple things. Um, and you know, children are really just a reminder of that. They are just so happy over the little things. And I think that um, you know, sometimes they, they understand things a little bit more than we do because we sort of get lost in in our world. Um, so, yes, definitely inspired by my grandchildren. And so, yes, I do have that out there right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are you teaching laughter yoga at all around the valley? What I do is I do presentations um, on different types of self-care activities. And laughter yoga is is one of them that I incorporate in my presentation. I'm a firm believer that, you know, we we need to have different types of self-care activities, and then we sort of tweak it to our personality. And so I I am available for that. Okay. So if listeners are interested in contacting you or finding out more about you and your uh, presentations and your books, is there some way that they can do that? I do have a website. Um, it's uh, www.rosalindacruz.org, and uh, they are able to uh, find out more information um, about laughter yoga and the things that I do. And there is also a page there that they are able to contact me if they have any questions. Okay, great. All right. Um, all right. You know, I, I am going to talk a little bit about self-care later. So if, do you have a, any tips about self-care in addition to the laughter before we go? Oh, my goodness. There's so many great things out there. There is um, journal writing, you know, a grateful journal, um, writing down what you're grateful about and why. Um, mm-hmm. If you can do, you know, maybe two or three times a week. Um, that's certainly beneficial, and there is also just random acts of kindness, and that can stem mm-hmm. from writing a note to, you know, maybe leaving a little piece of fruit on a coworker's desk or letting them know that they were missed as they were out, um, doing work within your community um, on an individual basis, um, you know, listening to music. is I feel that's that's very important, too. That's a great way to start off your day and, and end your day, uh, incorporating music that you like. More often than not, people will watch the news as opposed to to trying to do something that's very positive for them. Uh, so mm-hmm. there's there's things that are out there. Yeah, those are great tips, um, and people can sort of remember those as I talk later about hitting bumps in the road. 
Um, but really, we have to remember always to come back to self-care. And, and, um, and I'm going to try some of this laughter yoga because I think laughter is extremely powerful medicine. Um, so thank you so much, Rosa Linda, for coming onto the program this evening and speaking about this. Um, I haven't had anybody on the show yet speaking about laughter, and it's such an important topic. So thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me and, and allowing the community to know more about laughter yoga. Yes. And you have a very good evening. And let's make it a, a laughter-filled 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we're going to take a brief break. Um, We have more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And um, I'm so glad that Rosalinda came on to talk about laughter and laughter yoga because, uh, you know, I've talked about it, but I haven't really had a guest go in um, more depth about laughter, and I think it's such an important way of living life with humor and I know that it's a very big um, part of my life Um, I don't think that I could deal with stress without having some humor and laughter um, daily so um, I'm going to post all of that information later um, this evening on my website and you can just look it up there and it'll all be there Okay, so as promised, I also have a second interview that I did, and this one is about a completely different type of yoga. This is Celine Colony-Williams, and I interviewed her via video from the Swiss Alps. And Celine Colony-Williams is the author and the founder, director of Imaginal Academy the ancient ancient shamanic yoga of non-duality. So here is the interview with Celine Colony-Williams about her book. All right. So it's recording. Okay. So joining me from all the way from the Swiss Alps of Switzerland, I have with me author, and founder and the director of the Imaginal Academy Institute in Switzerland, Celine Colony-Williams. Welcome, Celine. Hi, Mara. Hi, everybody. 
Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here with you. And I'm I'm really excited to have you here and, and talk about your wonderful, your book, the latest book, The Mother Mantra, The Ancient Shamanic Yoga of Non-Duality, um, which I have been reading and really intrigued by. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but first, before we talk about the book, why don't we talk a little bit about your background? Oh, yes. <laughs> I started uh, when I was 19 years old um, to, to practice meditation because when I was 19 years old, I went to Sri Lanka and I met my first teacher, Michael Williams, who despite his English name, um, he was uh, far away from being a British. He, he had been adopted by three different families when he was uh, young um, and uh, he escaped from them all within a few years. So when I met him, uh, he was um, uh, with, with an eagle. And, um, and uh, he told me, the first time he saw me, he told me, it's a pleasure to see you again. So it was a reunion. And uh, this was the man who introduced me to, to the path of shamanic yoga, uh, which is a very ancient uh, and um, ancestral, primordial, animistic form of yoga. And um, in Sri Lanka, I also studied um, Buddhism and I practiced uh, Buddhist meditation in a so-called uh, jungle temple, a forest hermitage, uh, under the guide of um, the venerable Gatatera, uh, who was um, an eremit, um, a Buddhist monk. Cool. Yes. So, and now you are the founder and the director of the Imaginal Academy Institute in Switzerland. What is that? Oh, yes, yes. When I came back from uh, Sri Lanka, I studied psychology here in Europe. And then uh, I met um, uh, the great, uh, the famous psychoanalyst, uh, um, James Hillman, uh, um, when, he, when he was uh, living and working in my country, Switzerland. And um, from um, archetypal psychology, and the imaginal method, uh, I developed uh, um, the Imaginal Academy, which is um, a school in which uh, I teach um, shamanic yoga and uh, imaginal method, uh, and also archetypal psychology. Okay, okay. Do you do any online work for people in other parts of the world, or do they have to come to your institute? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, we have hundreds of students in the school doing courses, uh, and most of, of these courses are online and can be attended remotely. Um, so, yes, people okay. can attend our courses uh, from every, every part of the world. Okay, wonderful. So we'll get that information before we wrap up today so people can find out how they can join the courses if they want to. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So yes. I um, 
as I was saying, I was really enjoying this book, and there are a lot of techniques in the book that I started practicing with and trying out, experimenting. Um, perhaps we can start with what is the mother mantra, and then maybe talk a little bit about these techniques and the reason for the techniques. Oh, yes, yes. The teaching of, of a mother mantra finds their origins in the ancient uh, uh, tradition of shamanic yoga, as I said. And um, we see uh, the, the mother mantra is a very ancient tradition which aims to the absorption of reality or withdrawal of projections. And what do we mean with the two phrases? we mean uh, uh, soul making and deep ecology. <laughs> this in its turn means that taking all those objects, the people and feelings that uh, uh, we have met in the course of our life back to their original state of image, dream projection. We live in a universe that is not substantial. I mean, it's not made uh, of its own substance, but is a symbolic. And this is perfectly matches the Buddhist concept of samsara will, otherwise known as the will of illusion. Um, and the same concept exists in Hinduism too. In the Lingam Purana, we read the existence is Shiva's dance who dancing awakens matter and makes of it pulsating waves. And this is poetry, but it's also science. It reminds us, in fact, of quantum physics, where matter is seen as waves pulsating in the void, you see. So everything in this universe is unsubstantial. It is an image a dream, a projection, and through the, the practices of uh, um, knowing the mantra tradition, we can reabsorb reality, withdraw projection, and become the co-creators of our images, of our projections, you see. Okay, okay, I, I get that. So, um, you know, you have several mantras and techniques in the book and, um, and also poses, which I haven't gotten to. I've practiced some of the mantras. I haven't gotten to the poses yet. <laughs> but um, one, of the, one of the mantras that you have in the book, was, which sort of surprised me, but when I did it, I could... I could feel that there was a reason for this, that this actually was something significant. And that was to, um, to think about emotional events, either positive or negative, or things that are even traumatic, and to actually call them to us, that they come with me, which seems counterintuitive, right? We want to run away from trauma. Um, so... But when I did it, I felt almost um, peaceful and um, like there was nothing to run from. So maybe you can explain that deeper. I, that was just my initial experience. 
but maybe you can give us a better understanding of, of using a technique like that. I work with a lot of people who have had trauma. Oh yes, yes, Mara, I know, I know that you 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 do a great job, and um, you see we have to understand that uh, um, um, from uh, an ancient, an animistic, shamanic point of view, um, events are entities, spirits. For the ancients, were gods and goddesses. For psychoanalysts are archetypes. And so in case of a traumatic event, a shaman doesn't take care of, uh, of the person because uh, a person, the word person comes from uh, ancient Greek and means uh, mask. Person means mask. And so a, sh a shaman doesn't take care of the person, but take care of the image of the event. Um, because the event is a spirit, is a god or goddess. And in case of a traumatic event, a shaman thinks that something has perturbed the god. Something has perturbed the spirit. And so he has to pacify the event. He has to pacify the spirit, to pacify the god. This is the shamanic art of images pacification. And so we have to address ourselves to our images, to the events of our life by saying and thinking, I bless you, even if it is a traumatic event. We have to try to say, to say to the event, I bless you, I, I thank you, I forgive you. I love you, and even, even, I have faith on you. And this is not easy <laughs> when the events are uh, um, dramatic. <laughs> uh, but if we can do that, if we can do that, a magic happens. Something magic happens. Because the event comes to uh, transform itself, transform itself. We can really transform, we can change our past and our future, of course, because everything happens now. Everything happens right now. Time, time is an illusion, is <laughs> a mental illusion. But in reality, everything happens right now. And so if we can pacify the events, we can, you see, we can be absolutely aware of the present moment. Because 
What prevents us to be fully aware of the present moment is fear. Mm -hmm. And we, we feel fear when our images, our events are not pacified. Because if the events are not pacified, we have the impression of being, uh, of having um, all around us a lot of ghosts, angry ghosts. Um, or uh, you see, um, perturbed, we say in a shamanic uh, jargon, <laughs> perturbed, perturbed images, you see. And so if we can pacify our images, we, we, if we can pacify the events, we melt, we melt the fear. And if we melt the fear, we can be fully aware of the present moment. Mm. And when you are fully aware of the present moment, you can perfectly see that you are, you are the co-creator of all events of your life with the spirits, with the gods and goddesses, or if you prefer, with the divine. Or if you prefer with a with a soul, with the with the world soul. You can call it divine, you can call it world soul, you can call it gods and goddesses or spirits. It depends on your <laughs> um, you see your, your background, your culture. Uh, anyway, we are the co-creator of our reality within the invisible. Mm -hmm. And when we are aware of the present moment, we see, we see, but we are the creator, the creator with the invisible of everything, you see. <laughs> yeah, and, and when you were talking about that, I, I realized, you know, with something like PTSD, which is reliving trauma, we're living in the past, we're not in the present. Our, yeah. our, we completely, you know, people with PTSD are, are dreaming all the time of the past. And so what you're saying makes sense. Coming back to the present where we don't have a problem. Um, yes. Brings us to a, a place of peace. Yes. If we, if we come back on the present, we can either recreate or create again and so change the past mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes That's yes <laughs> so you know we're we're living in a time where the whole world is sort of upside down and inside out and people are experiencing trauma every day even in this moment um, how do we find peace? What, what would you suggest in finding inner peace, cultivating that resilience to what's going on around us? I think we have to come back to nature <laughs> because nature is the greatest teacher. We have to come back to nature and to beauty. Um, you see Dostoevsky said, the beauty will save the world. 
I really believe in that. Beauty will save the world. Because, uh, because beauty, beauty in nature is, uh, is love. Beauty is impermanence. You can say that a flower is beauty, is beautiful because it's impermanent. If you think at a, a, a permanent flower, you think at plastic flower, which is not beautiful anymore, you see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So impermanence, evanescence, is a, a fundamental component of beauty. And when you enter nature, you enter the beauty. And you, when you enter the beauty, you enter the ability of giving, giving oneself, uh, giving yourself. Um, this is in Latin, it's called uh, sacrum facere, is the sacred. The sacred is the ability of giving, giving oneself. Mm -hmm. Beauty is the ability of giving itself. At the end is love. Mm. So when you enter the nature, you enter the love. You enter the ability of giving. And if you enter this dimension, you melt all the fear. You melt all the anger and you find the inner peace. Mm -hmm. I really believe in nature. I think nature is a great teacher for us. And we absolutely have to defend, <laughs> to defend the nature. Yes. And you're living in a beautiful nature where you are. I, I was just watching The Sound of Music, the movie, for the hundredth time the other day. And the part where they end up in the Swiss Alps at the end is just spectacular. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, here he's beautiful. I'm living, I live in a, in a woods, mm. uh, mm -hmm. in the mountains, in a woods. And for me, staying in nature is fundamental. You see um, many, many inspirations and ideas come from nature. You see, we think that ideas are a product of our brain, but they are not. Ideas, uh, as the ancients um, knew, are eidola. Um, um, eidola in ancient Greek means images, but uh, particular images, images of gods and goddesses. So ideas are gods and goddesses, are not products of our brain and when we are in nature when we enter nature we can be in contact with gods and goddesses and we can receive great ideas um, is proved that the people who live in nature are um, happier <laughs> and and uh, you see um, 
I, I wrote a book uh, here, which has not been translated in English, unfortunately, but I wrote a book uh, um, uh, um, titled Shirling Yoko. Shirling Yoko is the art, um, Japanese art of a forest bathing, immersion in nature, and it is considered a universal preventive therapy for all kinds of uh, uh, diseases. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I believe that. I think nature is, uh, you know, if, if you, I, have, I know that when I feel bad, if I get out into nature, it changes everything. It's just very transformative being in yes. nature. Yeah. And mother mantra, of course, refers to nature because mother, in this case, is the great mother, is, is nature. <laughs> okay, all right, there you go. So I know there's so much in this book and so much to talk about. We're running out of time. So uh, what I'd like to do is just let people know how they can find out more about you and about the Imaginal Institute and also how to get a copy of this great book and all the wonderful techniques in the book that people can use right now. Yes, uh, of course, they can find my book on Amazon um, and uh, they can find me through my website, www.celinecalonewilliams. Uh, 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 Celine, S-E-L-E-N-E, Caloni, C-A-L-L-O-N-I, Williams.com. And um, through my website, they can uh, have access to many um, online courses uh, which are free. Uh, there are a lot of videos, free videos on, on my website. And, um, and so they can start practicing, practicing uh, um, spiritual um, exercises and healing practices known in the Malamantra tradition and in the shamanic yoga tradition, which are wonderful for the people of our time. Great. So I... I'm going to post this link on my website post about this show um, after the show airs so that if people are listening to this and they don't have the pen and paper ready, they can just go to my website after the show and they can find your information. Thank so, you, Mark. Thank you so much again for, for joining me all the way from Switzerland. And, um, you know, I look forward to maybe speaking with you again when, when you, you know, in the, in 2020. Oh, it would be a pleasure for me, Mara. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I hope to meet you in yes. the next future. That, that would be wonderful. <laughs> really, really. Okay. I'm going to. All right. That was a really interesting interview. So we're going to take a brief break so you can digest that a little bit. And we have more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. 
Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we're back already. This is Dr. Mara Carpell in your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And before I go on to talk for a little bit uh, about living a passionate life and getting through the bumps in the road, I just want to fill you in on some news, what's coming up. Um, well, the first bit of news is that my interview with G. Brian Benson for uh, Wake TV Uh, G. Brian Benson has been on this program, and he has his own television show on the Internet on Awake TV. That aired on Wednesday, and you can watch the entire interview uh, if you go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and it will be under videos. It's also under my book page and I think a couple of the other links. If you click on it, you can find it, or you can just put in the search G. Brian Benson, and it should pop up. So that was a really fun interview, and you can, that was really fun to do. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, also, I want to announce that in, South, in March, we are going to be in South by Southwest, and I am going to be doing my show from the stage at the backstage at the back of El Mercado restaurant on March 20th. And you're invited if you're in town. It's free admission, and I want to invite you to be part of the audience and help me. I'm, we're going to be creating a video, and the audience will be helping me by being there and being part of the show. So um, I will be posting more information about the details, the exact time to arrive, and all of that. And everybody who shows up will get a free book. So we're looking forward to that. And and Art Mendoza, who is the producer of this show, has his production company, Accomplice Entertainment, and he will be um, bringing in several musicians for the rest of that evening on March 20th and then on March 21st, Friday and Saturday, and he'll also be performing. So we'll be posting all of those details on my Facebook page, on my website, and lots of other places, and I'll be filling you in more as we get more details. Uh, we still have a couple of months before that comes up, so there's time to fill in the details. And, you know, the other news is just that we have lots of great guests coming up in 2020, and I have some blogs that are about to be published, so stay tuned for that. Okay, so now I want to just talk just for a little bit about self-care and both of my guests on the program talked about approaching self-care in different ways um, and some overlapping ways and I think it's really important and I I really feel like a lot of people have been going through a rough time at the beginning of this year and you might want to you know, ask yourself, how are you doing? Are you sticking to your intentions that you set for 2020? Are you um, following your passion or or has life gotten in the way? 
And I would say that, you know, it's pretty common for life to kind of get in the way. So, you know, I've been talking about this a lot, what to do when you get knocked off. And I think, you know, knocked off your path. (laughs) And I think that this is a really important topic just right about now. Um, I was, interestingly, you know, Heather Ashamara, who was on the show just a few weeks ago, I've been following her on Instagram, and she's been on the road promoting her new book. And um, she posted on Instagram that her book tour was over. And before she moves on to the next event that she's doing, she was just sort of staying in her hotel room and writing and really not spending much time around people after she had been around so many people uh, along the tour, having a great time. And she talked about balance, how after we're around a lot of people, then we need to sort of spend time digesting everything and decompressing before we go on to the next event where we might be around a lot of people. And she asked, uh, what do you do? What do you do when you're around a lot of people? How do you decompress afterwards? And I thought about it, and I realized that I that I really don't have that opportunity very much because usually after I do something, then I go back to work, and my work is all around all about people. So, and I, you know, I like being around people, but we, as she said, we all sort of need that break, and I think. The caregivers out there can really relate to that. That you know, when you're a caregiver, you don't get much of a break to decompress. And it was interesting because it's sort of um, it it always comes up. Um, so, for example, when I was interviewed by G. Brian Benson last week, he asked me after spending all that time, you know, at work helping veterans with PTSD and helping your clients, how do you take care of yourself? And I always have an answer for that, that I follow my passion with writing and doing my radio show and drawing, exercising, eating well, meditating. Um, But I noticed that recently I've been getting more and more stressed out. And I realized that um, we have to really be strict with ourselves about this. You know, I talk a lot about self-care, but when I put myself last and I'm always caring for other people but really not making time to decompress and do all these self-care techniques, that that sort of all goes out the window. It doesn't really count if you can talk about it, but you don't actually do it. And it's hard. I know it's hard for caregivers. Um, I've worked with caregivers quite a bit, and there's all sorts of reasons why it's difficult to find time to take care of themselves. And I think it's really hard for women in general because women tend to be caregivers for other people in their lives. And, you know, but this is a really important lesson because if we don't take care of ourselves first, then we will get sick, we will burn out, we'll get depressed. Um, all of those, all of those um, reactions, all of those uh, consequences have been found to be much higher for people who are 
caregiving in some way for other people, whether it's in a caregiving job or caregiving for someone in your life, that caregivers tend to have a higher rate of emotional issues, depression, anxiety, as well as physical issues, illness, um, even more frequent colds, um, and much more serious illnesses as well. So we really do have to take it seriously. And one of the hardest issues, I think, for me, and I, I believe that this is a pretty difficult issue for a lot of the women that I have spoken to and worked with, um, is, is that of setting limits, setting limits with people, saying no to things that we really don't want to do but we feel obligated to do. And I know I wrote a um, – I talked about this because I wrote a blog about what can you let go of in your life. And part of letting go of things that we don't feel serve us is saying no. And that's the hardest part. Um, so I started doing a little Google search for how to set limits without hurting people's feelings, which is kind of a funny thing because the thing is that when you set limits with people, when you say, no, I'm, I, I can't do that right now because I'm feeling overloaded, um, when you say no to social events because you, because you need to have that time to be by yourself for a little while, um, when you say no to, to to people who you typically say yes to, it's hard to avoid the the hurt feelings and people just being disappointed that you're not doing what you've always done. But is that enough of a reason to keep doing it? So in any case, I was I was doing this search on Google and, and just happened to I found an article about setting limits, and in the article about setting limits was a hyperlink to a book about self-care by Cheryl Richardson. And I clicked on that, and the book is called Extreme Self-Care. And Cheryl Richardson, if you haven't heard of her, is a very well-known self-help author, and she gives presentations, and she's a well-known speaker. Um, she's a, a coach, a life coach, and she's written several books throughout the years about self-care. Um, but I started reading the beginning of her book, and in the first chapter, she talks about her own life and how she was even in her work in helping other people learn self-care, she was always a caregiver. She was, if people asked you know, to meet with her, to talk, to speak with her. She would squeeze them in even if she didn't have time. She was always taking care of everybody else, and she would very rarely make time for herself. She she was, she was wanted to give all the time and really help people all the time, which is great, except that we all have our limits. And um, her husband got sick. And that was sort of what kind of pushed her over the edge where she felt really um, burnt out and was having difficulty doing all the things that she used to love to do. 
And when I was reading that, I was like, wow, I could relate to that, that, you know, I'm, I'm always helping other people. Um, I'm always talking about self-care, but I'm not really sticking to that myself. And even the things that I love to do, I was sort of feeling like I had no energy to do them. And I wasn't even enjoying them as much because I was feeling, starting to feel burnt out. So I got the book. And it's very interesting because as I was just talking about that feeling of being afraid to hurt other people's feelings. Well, she was told when she met with a coach for herself that her assignment was every day to hurt somebody's feelings (laughs) so that she would get over that fear, not hurt their feelings by saying nasty things to them, but hurt their feelings by disappointing them and saying, no, I can't do that to things that she typically would say yes to. Um, So that was very interesting. And what she says is in the book was also interesting that this is not going to be comfortable because if it's about being comfortable, you're not going to do it. These, these things um, related to self care have to be, we have to be strict with ourselves. And that's not always comfortable. We have to stick to it, even for things like what Celine Colony Williams was talking about, getting out in nature. If we say we're going to go out in nature, then we have to stick to it, even if we feel like not doing it, even if or we feel like, you know, something came up and we don't want to hurt some other, another person's feelings and tell them no. Um we need to make an appointment with ourselves and stick to it the way that we would stick to the appointments that we make with other people. And those appointments can be getting out in nature. Those appointments can be taking a laughter yoga class or watching a laughter yoga video and making ourselves laugh. Those are just as important as all of the other appointments that we make in our life. Um, Exercising, you really need to, Stick to those basics, making sure to exercise regularly. Just once in a while is not really beneficial for us. We're not taking care of ourselves. If we only exercise once in a while when we feel like doing it or if we don't have other obligations that we feel like we have to meet. Um, Eating healthy food, getting enough sleep. If we say we're going to meditate, then we need to show up, even if when we sit down to meditate, we are not able to relax. Just showing up is beneficial, and eventually our mind will slow down. But we have to show up. We have to show up for ourselves. And and we can read all of the self-help books that that exist in the bookstore or the library. We can listen to all of the self-help talks and get all of these techniques and think about, oh, that's such a wonderful technique, but they're not going to work unless we actually use them. Um, And so, you know, that goes for myself, that, you know, really being strict with sticking to those things that I say that I'm going to do for myself and putting myself first so that I can be there for other people. And it's something that I I know I've said to some of my clients who really love to read self-help books. And they've come into my office and and 
I could tell that they weren't using anything that they read. And so I've asked them, you know, why do you have these books if you're not going to use the things that are in there, the, the information, the techniques, the things that you really liked about the book? Um, so we really, really need to show up for ourselves first. And for some people that may sound selfish, but we need to take care of ourselves or we cannot be there fully for other people and for the people in our lives that are important to us and for the people that we may be, um, you know, we feel a, a passion for helping. That passion goes away when we're burnt out. So um, it's really important. So the techniques that Rosa Linda talked about with getting out in nature and laughing, keeping a, a gratitude journal, random acts of kindness, listening to music, um, and Celine Colony-Williams talks about getting out in nature and using, she's got wonderful um, mantra, mantras and poses and techniques in her book. But none of this will work unless we actually do it. So this is a pep talk for all of you who are listening to this, who really want to make this a great 2020. And it's a pep talk for myself. Let's let's do it. Let's stay on the path. Let's keep creating. Let's keep giving our light to the world. But we have to find our light every day in order to do that. Okay, so on that note, um, we're gonna we're gonna end this show. Um, and before we do, I want to let you know it's coming up next week. Um, next Sunday, January 26th, we'll be back with another show live from Austin, Texas, and we'll be joined from Westchester, New York, by Dr. Lawrence Edwards, author, licensed psychotherapist, board certified neurotherapist faculty member of New York Medical College, president of the Kundalini Research Network, and founder of KundaliniSupport.org. And he's going to be discussing meditation and more specifically, what is Kundalini meditation? And we'll have more. I'll have some more tips for a passionate life, and we might have some music. So stay tuned for the details on that and just join us next Sunday, 5 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, or check out my website to listen on podcasts afterwards. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show, get the links that my guests spoke about, um, listen to previous programs, read my blog, all of that. Watch the interview that I did with G. Brian Benson. Go to my website, drmarakarpel.com. That's D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And also for future um, programs and future events, follow me on Facebook at Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Years. And you can listen to this evening's program as soon, in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, that's B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash Your Golden Years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. 
and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeVere, and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, Rosalinda Cruz and Celine Colony-Williams. And of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show.